but it's not the same thing. Steph, Draymond, and Clay were openly willing to give KD the last shot. You're going to sit here and tell me that James Harden and Kyrie Irving are doing the same thing? A revolving door goes for $67,000 online, and they were paying Nate Soldier $10 million a year. You know, I always say it's like a fist fight in a phone booth. But what does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with anything? I fear no man. I've said this before. If you breathe oxygen, it's fair game. I will come and take you away. I don't fear nothing. For how long do we have to sit here and tell Ben Simmons that he would be the next LeBron if he gets a jump shot until he actually does it? If anybody disagrees with me or anybody else on the show, there's always an open seat here. Ladies and gentlemen, phone booth on Com Radio. Welcome to the first episode of Phone Booth on Com Radio. It's 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 wild that I actually get to to be on a show this this semester. I, I'm 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 sort of new to this, but welcome everybody listening in uh, to the debate show, a sports debate show, live on Com Radio and only on Com Radio. Um, and this is the first episode. I've been approved. We're we're all ready to go. Um. And uh, before I get into the the topics of today, uh, I just want to debrief you on what the show actually is and why you should listen to it, what you are listening to, because obviously if you're listening right now, you're just listening to, to one guy talk. Right now, I, I do not have a guest today because I figured that we should have, you know, a little bit of a debrief on to why... Uh, somebody should should jump on the show or what what this actually entails. So this show will be Com Radio's sports debate show, where normally it will be me. I'm the I'm usually the only recurring, uh, person on the show. Uh, there's there'll be a multitude of people on. Some of them same face. You'll see, you know, sort of or the same guys showing up and and coming on here to argue with me. But we're we're in the sport of debating athletes are in the sport of actually playing theirs and and we have a kick out of talking about it and either ripping into careers or praising you when you do good so what what this is going to tell will we talk about nfl we talk about college football we'll talk about college basketball when that comes out college baseball mlb nba um pretty much any professional sport is is up for the taking and uh, I will have somebody here. Obviously, again, I don't this week um, just because of, uh, you know, scheduling mishaps. And I feel like the the introduction to the show should have the only recurring host come back and tell you what it's all about. So a little bit about me. I I grew up in New Jersey, central New Jersey. Um, always had a love for football. I, I played it since I was five. Uh, had a dream of going to the league, but you know when I got to college, it 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 didn't pan out that well. I tried out for the team and it didn't it didn't work. But uh, you know Penn State's you know program here is very competitive, and obviously you know that's why I'm on airways right now and not and not. I mean we have a bye week, but wouldn't be traveling with the team on 
other Fridays. But right now, it, it's it's just, you know, I, I, I came here to study broadcast journalism, and that's why I'm here today. I, I joined this radio station last semester uh, during the pandemic, and we had, you know, the whole... You know, every podcast for the shows was about 10 to 12 minutes. And, and you know, there was a little taste. You get a little taste of, of what this is. And you get a little bit of, you know, a start to what this career can hold for you. And obviously, I've had fun doing that. I wouldn't be on here if I didn't. This this radio station has given me the opportunity to talk on their airwaves. Obviously, I, I'm doing something right. So, again, this show will usually have... About two, uh, about two more. I- I'm shooting for two. Sometimes it's only going to be one. Uh, sometimes it's only going to be me. Hopefully, we can get a third. There's four seats in front, uh, three seats in front of me, four including me. And uh, if any of the com radio vets or other hosts are listening, hey, if you disagree with me or you want to scream at me for a half hour because we we are going until 5:15, you know, there's there's always at least one seat open to me or if it gets popular enough hopefully there is going to be a competition for it uh so that's what the show is going to be uh we're again as you're listening on friday at 4 4 45 is the start we go into 5 15 we usually have a break around or i'm shooting for a break around five um to switch topics and that's where we're going to start we're, we're going to start up and the first the first you know news point of the week as I can get rolling with you know my my takes obviously uh I said in the intro that or I I think it was either in the intro or the commercials that I'm gonna have a headache literally every show this might not be one of those just because I'm a little bit you know alone but you know we'll we'll get through it We'll, we'll we'll definitely get through it all right so NFL my my main sport uh we we all witnessed the the greatest of all time quarterback go up against a little bit of a subpar defense. Tampa Bay took on the Philadelphia Eagles, and it was a 28-22 to route. And I'm sitting here, and I'm trying, to, I'm trying to put my head around this. Obviously, we're in Pennsylvania. We have Pennsylvania natives. Um, watching the Eagles play is... So, and especially in the play calling department, I, I think they've, and especially because we know here, watching him play for for years, uh, or uh, about a one and a half to two, do they forget that they have a position on the field that runs the ball? Are they just not willing to? Did did Miles Sanders like curse somebody out at practice? He he had nine rushes for 56 yards, which is 6.2 yards per carry in a deficit game where they played from behind the entire game. They, they've been like this for the entire year. And Miles Sanders has not had over 11 carries this entire season. Ladies and gentlemen, he was a Pro Bowl candidate about... All of last year. Well, actually, he's just a he's a Pro Bowl talent, and they're not giving him the ball for whatever reason. I don't really understand why. It it feels like they forget that he's there, and I just 
it doesn't make sense to me. It, it sort of drives the fact of, you know, their rivals from across state, uh, another uh, another Penn State running back in in Saquon Barkley. The, the, he, the, the reason why he wasn't getting touches, though, is because he's coming off of injury. Miles Sanders isn't coming off of an injury, uh, uh, or at least uh, uh, that we know of that's as, as large as the ACL tear that, you know, Saquon Barkley had of uh, last year and now coming back from this year. But Saquon Barkley, before he got hurt again, wasn't on the field for the entirety of, uh, or, or like wasn't on the field for all of the snaps because he was hurt and they were trying to motion him back into it. But but it, it doesn't it, it doesn't make any sense. They have you you have a a, a guy who's a Pro Bowl caliber running back and you have a team with a new quarterback which we'll get I'll get into after this conversation but it's just to me they're not they're not they they don't trust they either don't trust him or they don't trust their linemen and they 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 they've had consistent line play for the last couple of years so I don't I don't really understand that and it's just you have to get him more involved. He's he's six point two yards per carry a game, or in that game. And you just I understand you're playing from behind, but you know at some at a certain point you have to come out of the gate saying okay, we're two and four. The teams that we've beat are the Panthers and the Falcons. Now, granted, they routed the Falcons, but that's not really hard to do, except for New York teams. But, you know, in that game, he had 15 carries for 74 yards. And then decides for the next couple of weeks to literally not get over 11 carries. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It, it literally, it, it doesn't. It, it, I don't, I don't get it. And... The other part where I don't get is because when you look at who they have for for quarterback, Jalen Hurts looks like a guy who's playing flag football and then is given an NFL contract. He holds the ball for way longer than Eli Manning did. I, I'm sorry, I, I keep bringing it to the Giants because that's what is on my mind right now. Um when you when we talk about old quarterback, oh, I didn't even need to do that. Um, Big Ben right now, old the older quarterbacks who, who seem like they're holding the ball for too long. When you got into Philip Rivers uh, a couple of years ago, um, and then when he ultimately retired because of it, Eli Manning at the end of his stint, you know, last year with Big Ben not being able to throw it down the field, and when you try, he's holding the ball for ages. He he looks like he's trying to wait for his athleticism or the athleticism of his receivers to get open. But his number one receiver is a rookie. I understand Devonta Smith is the level of talent that you want on the team. I understand. I, I, I 100% get it. They're saying he was the, the uh, Marvin Harrison type, you know, prospect where he's he's only six foot, very thin, but can run run route run routes with the best of them. But 
he seems to me like he's 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 waiting for them to get open. And to be completely honest, that's I, I you can't win games like that. You you've won you've won the reason why you've won those two games is because the Panthers aren't there w- schematically where they're on the defense since you know they had Luke Heekley and and Josh Norman. It, 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 Josh Norman is overrated in my opinion, but you know you you still had that defense to scheme around them, and they haven't had a good defense since. And the Falcons are just the Falcons. They came out thinking that they were they were going to trade Julio Jones to get Kyle Pitts, but to me, it, it just doesn't it it doesn't make sense how you have a rookie quarterback that doesn't throw the ball in time enough to throw them open, and then you have. A, you have a Pro Bowl running back that you're not giving time to. I don't know if if he decided to curse somebody out at practice. He's he's a, you know a locker room problem, which there's been no news of, but you see that in the back. But you know sometimes when you get to that point, you you struggle to scheme your way through it, and. It doesn't. It's not like it's hard to do that. It's not hard to notice that you have a Pro Bowl running back to get him the ball. It's not hard to see because obviously, when the fan sees it, everyone else in the organization sees it. That you're not capable of just winning games by throwing it forty times with a QB that doesn't know schemes yet. The whole point of having a rookie season, and the reason why we give rookie quarterbacks slack for the first year is because he doesn't know defenses yet. You have to get him the time. When we, when we had that, that shock of Patrick Mahomes come in and light up the league, he was just he was relying on his athleticism, and it was the craziest thing we have ever seen because that doesn't happen. No one else in the league is lucky enough to have that happen to them. So the point is... You don't understand when you get that 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 you know nugget of a good uh, quarterback, and you have to develop him into something else to be in in order to be that quarterback. Right now, when you look at when when he played at Alabama, the one thing that we say about Alabama quarterbacks, and the one thing that we say about them coming into the league, we we talk about Mac Jones. They're pro-ready. They understand because they know that they're not the type of guy that's going to take over games yet. And the key word is yet. Nick Saban is one of the best college coaches ever. Mac Jones is one of the luckiest people because he got to go from Nick Saban to Bell Belichick, who is consistently known. The, the argument is a little bit flawed, because of what of our new revelations on Tom Brady on the other side of the ball this game but you get that point where he's he's he knows how to scheme around you when he doesn't think that you're the factor you, we we spent years and years and years and years arguing against Tom Brady being the reason why they're winning games and saying that it was because Bill Belichick is the greatest coach ever because he was scheming around the unathletic quarterback and winning as many Super Bowls as they did with the unathletic quarterback because you have to teach him how to make expert reads and you have to teach him 
how to throw people open. This the, the, the game that we call NFL is not won by waiting for your receivers to get open. Your job is to read defenses, see where the hole is, and throw the ball into the hole close enough to the receiver that he can catch it. This is the game that we play. Most NFL throws are not because the receiver is wide open because normally it doesn't happen. When you get those receivers, like, you know, on the other side of the ball, Tom Brady now has three number one wide receivers. Mike Evans is their number one. That's who they. Who, that's their identity. His number one is Mike Evans. Chris Galladay is another number one receiver. If he was on any other roster in the league, that isn't the Green Bay Packers, the Arizona Cardinals, maybe the Tennessee Titans. If you still count Julio Jones, I I, I believe that Chris Galladay is maybe a tick better than A.J. Brown if he were on that roster. And it just teams like that where they have a top five guy where you understand that that's not where he stands. But he's a number one receiver caliber player on any other roster. But since they have three of them on this, he's not. And then Antonio Brown, who's consistently known as the best receiver of the 2010s. All three of them on one side. That is a scheme whether you want to argue it or not, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. But when you have three receivers who run routes at an expert level better than most most teams in the league by one receiver, let alone three of them, you can sit there and wait until they're open. The Buccaneers are set up for success. Even if A.B. doesn't stay, I understand he's old, I understand if Gronk retires when Brady does, you still have Brayton Howard, so you're fine. You would still have Mike Evans and Chris Galladay. Assuming that they stay, you are fine. You get to the point where you can sit there with a rookie quarterback after Tom Brady retires, if he's going to in the next few years, which he's saying that he could play to legit 55, which I don't know that, but it ha- I haven't seen anything I thought that no player can play consistently and win a Super Bowl over age 38. He's obviously proven that wrong. So you'll get to that point where you can sit there and you can have a rookie quarterback wait until people get open. Right now, the Eagles aren't that team. You cannot do that with Smith. You cannot do that with Rager. You cannot do that with Miles Sanders being your – because he's a receiving back. I would call him, you know – I would probably call him up there with their their targets. Obviously, they get rid of Zach Ertz in the trade. He knew that he was gone years ago, let alone this time. He, he walked off the field emotional knowing that that was the end. But you cannot win games if Jalen Hurts is going to sit there and try to wait for those receivers to get open. That's just the bottom line. Tom Brady played... You know, a, a consistent game like he always does. The defense really realistically scares me just because of the fact that, you know, you're keeping an offense like that in the game for so long after coming out and scoring three touchdowns with ease. Um, there's not really much to say about that side of the ball. That's really the only point that scares me. Leonard Fournette was the real deal in that game, his best game of the season by far. But you, the Eagles cannot consistently win games if they're going to play that way. 
When we come back from a break, we're going to take a little commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the NBA and the Kyrie Irving situation. Stick around for Phone Booth on Com Radio. Hey, Cade. Hey, Emily. Did you know that Mr. Rogers was a pastor before his television show? No, I didn't. Well, did you also know that Ted Bundy escaped prison two different times? Wait a minute. This is a lot coming at me right now. How do you know all this? I listen to our talk show, Documentary Deep Focus. Oh, the one every Tuesday at 445? That's it. Well, I can't wait to see you there. Tune in on Com Radio to hear what Emily and I find out this week on Documentary Deep Focus. Calling all graduates. Congratulations. After all your hard work, your diploma deserves a nice home. Come into Lions Pride across from Old Main to pick up all your alumni needs. We have everything from diploma frames, alumni merchandise, and your college-specific apparel. As spring unfolds, we have new arrivals coming in for the remainder of April. So remember, you can shop online at lions-pride.com, where most orders over $50 ship for free. We are... Did you hear about the bird? Well, Neil's going to tell you about the bird. After all, the bird is the word. Listen to Current Events with Comedy on Thursdays from 7 to 7.30 on Calm Radio. Be a part of the discussion and analysis regarding the latest news, trends, and stories. Get educated and learn about what just happened right outside your door. Did summer drain your bank account and now you have to look for an on-campus job? Well, you're in luck. Penn State Dining is hiring students for all positions for the fall 2021 semester. Apply now and start earning money. Penn State Dining has great pay and flexible hours, so make sure to get your application in today. Go to foodservices.psu.edu to take advantage of this amazing opportunity. That's foodservices.psu.edu. I just don't know what music I should be listening to. Well, you have to listen to... What movies have come out this week? I was trying to say you should. I just don't know what to think about entertainment. Nittany Record Club. What? The Nittany Record Club is every Thursday starting at 7.45 p.m. All things entertainment? All things entertainment. See you there. Welcome back to Phone Booth on Com Radio. Welcome back to Phone Booth. Obviously, you know, I we're going to transition from the NFL. Obviously, we just talked about the Eagles and the Bucks. If you're just tuning in right now, uh, the the consensus was that the Eagles cannot win games if Jalen Hurts is just going to sit in the pocket and wait for his receivers to get open. I want to shift to the main storyline of or one of the two main storylines in the NBA coming in to the uh, inevitable start of the season. Kyrie Irving. And and I want to preface this. I want to be I'm going to be very clear before I make this statement. I am not a political guy. I'm not one 
to push my views down somebody's throat. I'm here to strictly, you know, I'm strictly here to broadcast sports. I'm not here to to tell you what to do or, you know, shove my, you know, ideologies down your throat because realistically that's not what this world needs. And and, and I, I, I want to be very clear that you can do whatever you want. You can choose to do whatever you want. I, I myself, uh, and, and the reason why I, I'm prefacing this is because, you know, when we talk about Kyrie Irving's main, you know, issue right now, it's it, it revolves around the political issue of whether or not to get the vaccine. And me personally... And I'm going to sit here and debate the point that nobody knows where his argument is right now. And just to, to preface the argument right now, I'm just going to say that, I yes, I, I'm coming to you as somebody that is fully vaccinated. And the reason why isn't because I think that it's the best and and to me, it's the number one and only situation. And if you don't get it, I'm going to crucify you. I know people that haven't. I don't care. I know people that have. I don't care. The reason why I got it myself was because, as I mentioned in, in the introduction of the show, that I wanted to try out for the football team here at Penn State. Obviously, that's a hard thing to do. And I wanted to, at, at, at the competitive nature that I have in my mind, I wanted to to get on the team. And they said that everyone on the sidelines, whether you're media, players, fans, they are requesting and requiring you to be fully vaccinated to be on the sidelines, no matter where it is. Student section stands different thing. They do not care. They, they, they encourage you to wear a mask when you're inside. They recommend it when you're in the stands. Other than that, they do not care. They want you to make your choices. They want you to have that freedom. The only reason why I did it was because I, I saw the opportunity and did not want the door to close. I know from a fact from multiple sources that says in the industries that you want to go in, and for a career, they were requiring you to have a vaccination. This is just the world we live in right now. Uh, they actually, Penn State here and multiple colleges around the country have mandated faculty and staff to be fully vaccinated by December, I believe, 8th. The reason why I'm saying this is because I did not get it because I want everyone to get it and I am judgmental for people not getting it. Kyrie Irving choosing not to get the vaccination has nothing to do with my life. But in terms of arguing for it, the point is that it's not just because of his freedoms. I understand his freedoms. I understand where he stands at. And I understand where he's trying to push. I understand that he's trying to say that nobody can force him to do anything right now. However, his job is to play basketball. That's what he's put on the earth to do. His team is loaded. A little bit top-heavy, but it is loaded. He was on Boston before. They can win without him. They proved that in the playoffs. When he got hurt, they played better without him. Before that, he was in Cleveland. 2000, 2013, before LeBron got there, 
They were horrible. LeBron comes in. They win a chip. KD goes to the Warriors, make that, makes them unstoppable. 2018, he leaves. The Cavs still prove that they can win without Kyrie. The Nets, he goes to the Nets. Now we're in current day. They're winning games without him. When he went out because of COVID protocols and personal reasons throughout the entire season, they proved consistently, I believe that the number is 13, I could be wrong at that, it's, it's below 30, of the amount of games that all of them played together. All their big three, Harden, KD, Kyrie. They played without him. If he's on the court, it makes them unstoppable. The point is that he, he refuses to get the vaccine because of his ideologies, I understand that, but it's messing with his money. He's losing about $380,000 by just not playing a game. Each game. I don't understand it. And it's messing with his mind. It's messing with his money. It's messing with his play. And if the team cannot play home games, which is the reason why he cannot play home games, he's missing half of the season, what's the point? There is no point. Either get vaccinated or the Nets need to trade you. That's a point line. Unfortunately, we're out of time. I have about 20 seconds. Thank you for listening to to me on Com Radio's phone booth. I will be live every Friday at 545, uh, 4.45 to 5.15. Thank you for listening. Hopefully I'll have somebody else on the show next week. Uh, tune in and listen to the other great shows on Com Radio. Thank you.